wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha, aloha, everybody. This is the episode that I know some of you have been waiting for. Evan and I are going to conglomerate our stories today, and I'm going to tell my side, and he's going to tell his side, and we really have no idea how this is going to turn out yet, but I know it's going to be good. So we're going to start in prayer and get right into it. You want to start us in prayer? Sure. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, our good, good Father, our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, our Comforter, Lord, you are so good, and yes, we lift this time up to you, Lord. We turn away from any anything that will hold us back, God. Just allow us to turn to you and lift all this speaking and talking up to you and know that you are in control and you will give us the words to say. And we just thank you that we do have the mouths and the lungs and the ability to speak right now and share your truth in our lives and our testimonies of how you brought us together and how you've continued to unify us and we yeah pray that this time would be glorifying your name and that you would be lifted high and that we would continue to share what you have on our hearts pray all of this in jesus name Yes, and my prayer is so simple, Lord, that you would be strong in our weakness and that you would help us to say everything that we are meant to say and that you would withhold everything that we are not meant to say. Bless this too, as Evan said over and over, glorify you and that everyone would see your role in our marriage. We are together because of you and just how you orchestrated everything so beautifully. For us to be where we are today and we thank you for that in jesus name amen. amen so like i said we're not really sure where to start but our first meeting was at the beach barbecue that i mentioned in my testimony so you guys already saw my side of it and how i got there but what did that day look like for you babe well the before the beach barbecue even happened we uh we had, uh, for the BCM, there's, what's it called, tabling in the Campus Life Center where all the clubs of the college come together in the area out there. And at the tables, we just have a couple people just kind of advertising 
the clubs and for BCM I was there with I want to say there was already three or four people there so at that point the BCM director had asked if anybody wanted to go and hang up flyers around so I jumped on that opportunity I just remember not really thinking I could thrive sitting at the table and trying to call people over to the table. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to go walk around and hang up these flyers. So I just walked around, I remember praying and even exploring some of the campus that I never went to. And I actually went all the way down to this area that I didn't have any classes. I never have been down there before. And I think that's where she, Paige told me that she <laughs> found the flyer because I was like, oh yeah, I, I never go down there. I don't really know why I went down there this time. I just needed to get the flyers everywhere. So she saw the flyers that I had put out and it was just announcing like the different events that we had coming up for BCM. And the beach barbecue was one of the events and we were having it down at Four Mile Beach down on the Keokaha Strip. And I remember everyone meeting at the BCM and at that point I had my big Toyota Sequoia eight-seater and the BCM director had asked me to help out and drive people. I don't remember if she was actually in my car. It wasn't because okay. when I got to the BCM you weren't there. Okay so yeah I went over to the beach barbecue and yeah. I think I was actually the very last person to show up to the VCM because they were doing one more load. And I talk about in my testimony, I seriously just got in a car with a bunch of random people and trusted that they were taking me to a beach. And they did. And that was the first time that Evan and I were in the same place. I don't actually remember meeting him. Like when I look back on pictures and I see both of us there, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy was there. But did we have an actual conversation? Do you remember? I don't think so because... There was quite a few people there, and I remember being part of the volleyball circle where we were playing volleyball, and Paige is definitely not a <laughs> volleyball player, let alone anything with activity okay, with sports. Okay, okay, we'll just end it there. <laughs> yeah, I would not have been a part of that circle. I was definitely down by the water just hanging out, talking to people. Yeah, that's more like her for sure. <laughs> but I do remember that next week getting together with uh, like the core BCM crew and talking about where all the new people were from and specifically remember, oh, there's a girl from Nebraska and I had met a friend that was actually from my hometown in Huntington Beach. So those, those two stuck out for sure. And I think it was that following weekend, we had another trip coming up and it, we went over to the Kona side and we had a beach trip. It was Hapuna Beach, one of the nicer beaches on the island. And she wasn't in the car with me again. I, I drove my car, but she had come with somebody else. I think you yeah, came with another group and I came with another group, but we all met at the beach. And I remember our whole group, we walked from Hapuna Beach to another beach that was uh, to the north of it, and yeah, we both were there, and then the first memory I have of her was when we came back, 
and she was talking to another guy, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the girl from Nebraska, but I haven't talked to her yet, so don't really know who she is or what she's all about, I guess. Did we talk on that beach day? I don't think so, no. I can't remember, actually. So. I can't either, which we say this so that you guys realize it wasn't just we didn't see each other and it was love at first sight and it was this super intense romantic story. It really was God continuing to soften our hearts and soften our minds and just plant each other in front of each other over and over and over again. And it really did start out as I loved Evan like a brother and I looked after him like a brother and I think it's safe to say that he was the same way. Yeah, I mean, we were both at BCM for the remaining of the semester just there every day. I mean, I was, that was like my main go-to place before class, after class, in between classes, and Paige was always there too. And we were just both seeking the Lord, and I was definitely in a place to keep my relationship with God intentional and I was still interacting with everyone but I also do remember Paige living off campus and since we all stayed so late after BCM worship night it was already dark and we were usually the last ones to be there and the BCM director would just ask if Paige needed a ride home and I think I just offered or at some point, it just became a habit that I was the one giving her a ride home because, yeah, I was free and she, the BCM director, needed to stay back with all the other students. So I would, yeah, give her a ride home and we talked and she mentioned conglomerate at the very beginning. And <laughs> I was like, she she mentioned conglomerate all her things in the car. And I was like, conglomerate's not a word. Like, I don't know why I'm <laughs> even bringing this up, but... Like, Our first disagreement. Yeah. It's like... You looked it up though, huh? Yeah, it was definitely weird. <laughs> and I actually remember that first time that she wanted him to give me a ride. And guys, the defiant spirit I talk about in my testimony was real. And I tried talking her out of it. I just wanted to walk myself home. But she insisted that Evan give me rides. So even that was a softening of my spirit and just surrendering and allowing myself to be dependent on who I didn't know at the time was going to be my future husband. So that did allow us a lot of time just to get to know each other, even though at that point in time, we had no idea that's where it was leading. We actually knew from the very beginning. I remember saying it. I think I said it, or did you say it? You hmm. said it. Say what? That you thought we were supposed to be best friends. I did say that. I, at some point, just... Yeah, talking with her, and I was very, like, I was good at greeting and being surface, surface level and, like, being outgoing and friendly, but then Paige is such a, yeah, deep thinker and wants to get to the heart of things so quickly, and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I think, so I told her, I remember we're supposed to be best friends, but this is kind of awkward I just want to stay surface level with you right now word for word he said that which kind of <laughs> took me back thinking okay what did I do to make you realize that you want to be best friends but at the same time just totally saying that's not going to happen so I think maybe in a way I took that as a little bit of a challenge <laughs> from the very beginning but also just recognizing okay 
God is working something here, but praying against it immediately, which I talk about in my testimony too, because this was a season of singleness for me. This was a season of me really digging deep with God and letting him heal all the hurt that I had already walked into with other men. And so, yeah, as soon as Evan said that, and as soon as just our talks got yeah longer and more in depth and more meaningful, my prayers got more intense and harder and harder. And I talk about how I had prayed about another man and God really did take my desire for him completely away. Whereas I was saying the same prayer over Evan, but my desire for him was growing, which was very confusing because at the time he was talking to another girl and it was a relationship that I didn't approve of, not even in a way that I wanted to be with him. So I didn't want him to be with her. It was, he's my brother and I know what his values and his beliefs are. And I know how hard he is trying to live this life of faith and really fully surrender himself to the Lord. And I knew that this relationship was pulling him in the opposite direction of what he was working so hard to move towards. And yeah, that semester was one of the most intentional semesters I've I had in my life at that point. And like I mentioned earlier, I was, yeah, in the Bible every day and really seeking the Lord. And this point in my life, I never had a real girlfriend or really dated anybody. And um, I had met this girl and she was kind of interested in coming to the BCM and everything. And she came to the free lunches and she never came to the actual message nights or anything yet. But yeah, I was like interested in a way to where, oh, I've never really tried dating anybody before. And I don't know, we connected decently well, but it wasn't anything yeah, deep or spiritual or based on God's foundation and it was definitely not a healthy relationship and I just remember Paige disapproving of one night where we had gone to a Halloween party and uh, yeah I went with her and some of her friends and um, yeah I was just like I'm, I'm going to this party like please pray for me you guys like that I wouldn't get drunk or make any bad decisions. And she's just like, well, just don't go. Like if you're going to put yourself in that situation, just don't even, don't even go. And I was like, whoa, like she's actually loving me right now, which I didn't think in my head, but she was like, she was pretty intense about that. And she definitely, I could tell she cared about me and yeah, wanted the best for me. So it was so he went anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I did go, but even after that, at this point, Paige and I had been hanging out quite a bit through NBCM and talking and getting to know each other a little bit more and about our backgrounds and families and still surface level at this point. But yeah, she would send me sermons and be kind of, I don't think she said anything. She would just send me the sermon and she maybe she said watch this or something and <laughs> I was like all right and I remember one morning we were at BCM with a few other people and we did watch a sermon together and yeah it definitely spoke to me and 
uh, I don't know specifically about our relationship, but um, I just knew we were growing closer as friends, and I did, yeah, appreciate her, and I would be giving her rides back home and everything still, and yeah. I was so young in my faith at this time. I'm laughing because one of the churches that we watch now, a lot of times he'll kind of check us through the service. And what I mean by that is he'll say, and I know you're probably thinking about someone specific right now, but I'm talking about you. And as I would be watching these sermons, I would be thinking about Evan. (laughs) Obviously, Holy Spirit was working in and through all of that. And I'm sure I did have takeaways. But yeah, I would be listening to a sermon and just be thinking, Evan needs to listen to this the entire time. So I would send it his way. And I didn't ever really know if he actually watched them or not. But it sounds like he did. And all of this kind of came to a climax right before Evan went home for Christmas break. Because at this point, as I mentioned in my testimony, I was living in an apartment. And Evan was giving me a lot of rides back and forth, which I super appreciate. And shout out mama and papa bakani for all the gas money (laughs) Mm -hmm, and this specific night i had chosen to stay over christmas break and as i mentioned evan had chosen to go home over christmas break but i knew god had been stirring something in my heart i knew i had been praying against it i knew that it wasn't coming from me and i knew that it was something that i needed to just get out in the open out of obedience and let it be And so I'm really excited to hear Evan's side of the story here because I don't think we've really talked about this part in depth, but I talk about how I told him that he had been on my heart and God was growing my heart for him. And I wasn't saying that we needed to be together or even that I wanted to be with him, but that I needed to be obedient and say this. And he, I just remember him not really having anything to say, but I felt so relieved and Yeah, he wasn't responding, so I remember just thinking, okay, well, have a good Christmas break, and I was going to leave, and he just kept saying, no way, I'll think of something, I'll think of something, and I think eventually he actually didn't. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to let him go on this part. Yeah, I, that night was definitely very, I guess, uncomfortable um, for me, because this whole time I had been completely set on being surface level and knew at this point she was coming back next semester and obviously I was coming back I was going to be the intern this next semester for the BCM and yeah as I went home when I took her home she had shared her heart and it was uncomfortable I remember maybe like feeling the same way but at the same time I was like trying to just stop it at the same time like oh I don't want to move that direction I think I was still like in this relationship or whatever with the other girls so it was really just uncomfortable and I don't remember saying anything I just remember sitting in the car and I even like went to the very back seat of my car and just like, huh, I'll try and say something. Like she tried to get out of the car a few times and I was like, well, don't leave yet. Like maybe I'll, I'll say something. I don't know, but (laughs) it was so uncomfortable and maybe my, yeah, I think my heart was pounding a lot and, um, I knew we were supposed to be more 
than just surface level friends. And I guess I was just being so stubborn and disobedient to allow God to like open my heart and accept that she would be anything more than that. So I didn't say anything and we just kind of went our separate ways and can't remember coming back. Um, if she had already known that she was going to be on the leadership team or I think once we got back, maybe that's when the director and I and the leaders were talking about any more leaders, if we wanted to bring any more leaders on the BCM team. And yeah, she was definitely one of the clearest options because she was on fire for the Lord and she was seeking the Lord and she was involved in the community and she was going to be here for the whole semester and she was definitely the one to be on the team. So from that point forward, we spent even more time together and um, yeah, she was on the worship team and I was playing on the worship team and we were doing leadership meetings and talking about our story more. And those leadership meetings were pretty much a small group with the BCM leaders. So we would pray together and really get into our stories more and get to know each other more in the group setting. And I think... I have a question for you. Okay. When you went home for that Christmas break, did you ever think about our conversation? Because as we're even talking about it, yeah, we never went we never went back to that conversation. It just happened, and then we just acted like it never happened. But did you think about it? Um, I'm not sure. I really don't remember. <laughs> I don't think I did because I remember still, like, keeping in touch with the other girl, but letting her know that I was going to be the BCM intern and our relationship is not going to be the same. So I think I was more focused on kind of subsiding that other relationship and Paige and I were just still friends at that point and we were going to still be friends so I don't think I was really like nervous to see her again I think we just kind of went on with our lives and I think yeah she had known she shared such a big thing with me and I was still just over here being the intern and and kind of oblivious I don't know, oblivious might be a good word because I just didn't really acknowledge what she had said. And yeah, like she said, I it just kind of went to the wayside. <laughs> We're just so different. You just drove away so uncomfortable and then that was it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember praying about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you coming back from Christmas break because I remember you had a haircut. Was that no, you you didn't know me with long hair. I no, cut my hair before. No, but you still had a fresh haircut. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you <laughs> noticed me? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was excited to see you again because it really was a whole fresh perspective for me. I had so much. It had almost turned into anxiety. You know, when God has told you to say something to somebody and the longer that you wait to say it, the more anxious you get about it that's how that was. And so being around you was almost starting to make me anxious, which was so weird for me because I had never felt that way around you. You had really been one of the people that we could sit in complete silence and I was totally comfortable with it, which is one of the traits that I loved about you most from the very beginning because that's really rare for me. I'm somebody who 
yeah, always does want to be asking people how they're doing and just letting them know I care about them and I'm engaged in their lives. But with you, I don't know why it was so settling for me to be in your presence, but it was. So I do remember you coming back and I do remember being really excited, being genuinely excited to see you and that anxiety was gone because I knew that I had said what I was meant to say and I felt that it went really well. Although you didn't say anything, I knew that it was out there. I knew that God was working and I had surrendered it. So at this time, that heavy building of Evan on my heart had kind of, I wouldn't say went away, but it just was free. There was so much freedom there. And like Evan talked about, we had leadership meetings and worship meetings and we just got to really serve with each other and see each other's life and in a way I think I became like a mom role kind of like I'd be checking Evan and not like tattling on him but just making sure that he was making good decisions and holding him accountable for being an intern because he's the face of BCM he's the one that all of these new students and past students are looking up to as a godly man as the one that they can come to when they're struggling and they're hurting and they need somebody. And that was really important to me because like I talked about a lot in my testimony, BCM really did become my home. And then the next story that I want to ask you about that I didn't really cover in mine, so I'm excited to cover it on this one. What was the trip that we did to Kona side? Yeah. So first off, yeah, the my relationship with the other girls started dwindling and I wasn't yeah, seeing her in that way anymore. And God was definitely working on my heart and preparing my heart for Paige. And I remember, yeah, this spring break trip, everyone was off of school and we had organized a trip to the Kona side to yeah, put on a VBS, a vacation Bible school for this Micronesian population or Micronesian community that um, was very low income and uh, the church that was there in the community needed help to kind of bridge the gap from the Micronesians being able to come to church. So we went over to Kona side and put this VBS on for the kids. And I do remember my heart just being completely like, like changed towards her and um the first instance i remember was we all had cots that we had and i don't know if there weren't any cots left but she had opted to just um sleep in a hammock which actually was my hammock and i think i had offered to give her a hammock because either she was going to sleep on the ground or she can sleep in my hammock so i remember yeah hanging her hammock up for her and uh, there was a couple times that I had sat in the hammock with her and was attempting to have a conversation. I just remember her being a little bit more shut off, and I think she knew that I maybe had a change of heart, and I was like pursuing her in a different way than I ever had. So when I wanted to have any conversations, she'd kind of just be a little bit frustrated with me. Um, especially towards the end of that trip, we had planned a trip to, uh, Mauna Kea and we had rented cars and I think 
I wanted her to be in the car with me, and I think she was a little bit frustrated about that, but I had her sit in the front seat. I don't know. I was like, Paige, you want to sit in the front seat? <laughs> I think there was three other people that sat in the back, but they all fell asleep on the drive up there, and yeah, I was talking to her and trying to have good conversations, and I think we had a decent conversation that time, um, and then on the way back from the whole Kona trip, going back to Hilo side, we had the big van with all of our uh, team that did the VBS, and I had decided to sit next to her. She got in first, and well, actually, everybody got in first, which they went to the back of the bus, and then Paige got in like second to last, and I had waited at the very end too, and I know there were a couple other seats that I could chose choose, but I ended up sitting right next to her, <laughs> and I think I wanted to take a nap on the way back, and I don't remember asking her. I think I just put my pillow on her lap, and I <laughs> fell asleep on her. Well, I don't know if I actually fell asleep, but I intentionally just wanted to lay on her for some reason, and I don't know. Because you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my heart was definitely being changed, and the fact that I wasn't seeing this other girl, too, I was, you know, seeing more clear, and I was getting to know Paige a lot more, and we were praying together and worshiping together and get to know each other a lot more. And, yeah, just seeing her heart and seeing just the woman that she is in God and the the spirit of God in her, I had just softened, God had softened my heart towards her for sure and had shown me how much love I had for her and cared about her. And I was, yeah, wanting to get to know her a little bit more. And I think that there was a lot of confusion and frustration on my part and a little bit of fear because, like Evan said, he had never pursued me in that way before. And now he was the one that was trying to engage in conversations and I was the one that was almost pulling back a little bit. So it was this beautiful and confusing dance of obedience to the Lord and following his path for our lives, even though we couldn't fully make sense of them. And that's where we're going to stop today because our little one has swimming lessons Mm -hmm. and he loves them and it's so cute. It is exciting to see how excited he gets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the next episode is going to be about us looking at each other and saying, I think we're supposed to get married. I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't that excited. I was excited. Were you? I was scared. (laughs) I was most taken back when you said that you had told your spiritual father that you think that you talked to your future wife. Mm-hmm. And I almost fell off my chair at church. Yeah. But we'll talk so, about that next week. Peek. Yes. Have a beautiful day, you guys. Mwah. Thank you, guys. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that he did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women like us find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. 
If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us near to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.